in your pew Bible, I think it's on page 1077, it's John chapter 20, the text comes from John, printed in your bulletin, it's my mistake, Uh, that's my next sermon's text. And uh, it might honestly be able to say that would be part two. But I had planned to preach the entire message this morning. But then I felt that I should divide that into two sermons. And then I saw why. Because the sermon, the next sermon I preach is so different but on spot. But the text says on the 2021, John 2021, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were gathered together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews. I want to mention to you that uh, how fortunate you are to have someone that knows how to lead congregational singing. Not all uh, those who are called ministers to music, they do a wonderful job with the choir and they know how to beat out 4-4 time, but not necessarily know how to lead congregational singing, and that's uh, few and far between in my experience, and we appreciate Paul being able to do that, and so with this expression and the, uh, the blessings that come through it and the message through the songs. I grew up on Odom Street, I spent my preteen years on Odom Street. And right across the street was our neighbor, the Cheshires. I don't remember where they were from, but all of us in Louisiana were from somewhere else, particularly in the north part. And they had relatives in California, I do remember that. But I remember Mr. Cheshire had a shop, wood shop, and he had different kind of saws. They were all looking alike to me. They all had a wooden handle on one end and metal on the other, and it had the sharp teeth. But then he began to explain this one is for a rip saw cutting down the piece of wood. This one is cutting across the wood called a cross grain saw and he said all the teeth are filed in such a way to suit that particular need I thought he was very cool but he was old like some of us will eventually get old and um Well, he eventually got sick and departed this life. 
And the, I remember that the family, after the funeral, came back to that house across the street from us, and they had a meal, and every, the family was gathered together, and some friends were gathered together and enjoying a meal. And there was a, a, a rejoicing together with the meal, and I thought to myself, how can they be laughing so much when they've lost this man? I've later on discovered that uh, that part of the funeral service is that life moves on and we regather. In the southern part of Louisiana, they do it a very traditional, uh, non-traditional way, but it's tradition for them. And they have a funeral possession and the caskets in the lead and there are people with an umbrella with a white umbrella and they're marching and they're going to twirl that umbrella and uh, it's slow slow music and then all of a sudden the trumpeters in that band that's leading the parade sound off and they start with what they call the second line and it's very jazzy in New Orleans style it's fun to listen to but it's called second line because life moves on and that's what they symbolize, and that's how they celebrate it. And others celebrate it different ways. And on the evening of that first day of the week, it's been a week now since Jesus was crucified, when the disciples were gathered together, we follow that tradition. We gather together. The doors were locked for fear. Well, we gather together today for fear of the COVID virus. But we come anyway because we've had the shot. We've had the, I guess, the booster. I'm yet to do that. And They gather together. Now there is somebody that's not present. Somebody didn't come to the gathering. They stayed out. They stayed away. You know who it was? one of the disciples that didn't show up. But it wasn't Judas. He's already gone. and He's been replaced with Matthias. But there are only 11 there. And the person that's not there is by the name of Thomas. He decided to stay away for whatever reasons he had. He wasn't there. 
So how about the other disciples? How did they react to the fact that Thomas decided not to come, not to be there? Well, I think they went after Thomas. I don't think they were too rough on him because they had a lot of fellowship things in common. But I can imagine it went something like this, that someone, maybe not one of the disciples, but one of the people in the community that knew them, said, hey, Thomas, I saw your friends gathering today. Aren't you going with them? I know you're one of them. I've seen you with them quite a bit. No, Thomas said, I'm not going. I'm not going. And that was Thomas's reply. And I think when one of the disciples said something to Thomas, Thomas, you need to come and be with us. Because we gather on the first day of the week to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord. And that threw him into a rage. I could come, but I don't believe He's alive. And when you celebrate his resurrection, I can't do that. I don't believe he's alive. Oh, yes, Thomas, we have seen him. We know he's alive. And Thomas said, I think you fellows are good men. You would tell the truth. You wouldn't make up something like that. So I think you believe that Jesus is alive because you think you have seen him. But I don't think you have. Oh yes, Thomas, we've seen him. And Thomas said, Fellas, I'm broken hearted over this. I was in the prayer garden when Jesus prayed and knelt and it was like blood dropping like sweat. But I don't believe he's alive. I was there when Jesus was arrested in the garden. I saw that. I saw how he acted. He acted according to his teachings. But I don't believe that Jesus is alive. I was there when he was, uh, uh, when he was arrested in the garden. I was there when he was arrested. I was present when he was arrested. I was there when he had his trial. I was there, but I don't believe he's alive. 
Fellas, I was there when he was condemned by the crowd. I can hear him now. Crucify him. Crucify him. But I don't believe he's alive. But I was there. I was there when he was restrained by the guards. But I don't believe he's alive. But I was there. I stood beside him. I was there when they crucified him on that cross. I saw the pain in his mother's face and the tears on her cheeks. I was there, but I don't believe he's alive. No, he's not alive. But I was there. Don't get me wrong. Oh, Thomas, we have seen him. Because when we were gathered in that room, Jesus came and stood among us and said, Peace. We were gathered for fear. But Jesus gathered in a room that had locked doors, locked windows. And he stood there and he said, peace be among you. We've seen him. And furthermore, after that, he showed us his hands and his side where the spear had pierced his side. I was there too, Thomas, and we saw that and we knew that he's alive. So eventually, Thomas decides to go to the meeting. In verse 24, now Thomas, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails, where the were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. In verse 21, <clears throat> rather in verse 20, verse 20, he said the disciples when Jesus came into the room were, and showed them in his hands and showed him his side and the scripture says they were in overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Now if they had any inklings of a doubt themselves you can say they had here a confirmation of their faith when they saw the Lord. And they saw the prints in his hands. 
and the nails and the spear prints in his side. But up in the next verse, verse, but he said to them, this is Thomas, but he said to them, unless I, not you, saw it, but unless I see it, the nail marks in his hands, and put my fingers where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. So here we have one who has a conditional faith. Where the other disciples had a confirmation of their faith, here this disciple wants a faith that is conditional. Unless That's not a good faith, but it's a faith that holds a lot of people. They are waiting for something. Not sure just what it is, but they're waiting on God when God is waiting on us. He had a a conditional faith. Unless I do this, and when Thomas saw those, prints in his hands and when Thomas saw those sides he said he didn't touch he said my Lord and my God his faith now is not conditional because he has seen the Lord not touched but has seen the Lord His conditional faith was going to expand into more positive faith because he's now been with the Lord and has seen the Lord. Now what would Thomas miss had he not gone eventually to this meeting with the other disciples? Well, first of all, he would have missed seeing Jesus. He would have missed seeing the prints in his hand and the scar on his side. He would have missed when Jesus breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. He would have missed so much. He would have missed the fellowship of the other disciples. He would have missed so much. So we have here Thomas who represents us on one hand and represents us on another hand. And the decision is up to the individual what they want to do. Now life is confusing at times. As it was for these disciples, I'm sure. And there are times and there are moments when there's the confirmation of our faith. It can be a stirring of song when we have the confirmation of our faith. 
It can be during a prayer. It can be during when the scripture is read. It can be during a sermon. It can be when you're meditating. It can be when a thought, when you're walking, when you're driving. The confirmation of faith can come and often does when we allow it. We also are tempted and we have conditional faith. If such and such will happen, yeah, that was Thomas, his other side. If I can see this, yeah, that was Thomas's other side. But I'm grateful that Thomas not only went to the meeting, but decided to stay. And so we, we, we sway between the confirmation of our faith and the conditioning of our faith. We sway between the two. And I pray that each of us will have that confirmation often. That Jesus has risen and we walk in our life with Jesus as he'd have us to. Would you pray with me for a moment? Our Father, I ask that you will lead and guide and direct the words of your book to our hearts. And that you will guide us and lead us to have our faith confirmed that we have seen the Lord, been with the Lord, and are with the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.